0: Welcome to In Goodwill. I'm Marshall Bolin. And I'm Steve Douglas. Today we're talking about a topic that is very charged for a lot of people in the U.S. and probably across the globe. Today's topic is abortion. Yeah, uh,
1: so like you said, it's very charged. Um, there are definite... Polarized viewpoints on this. Um, and, you know, I've come at things from a conservative Christian viewpoint. You've come at things from a progressive viewpoint. And so those will probably come out today in what we're talking about.
0: Yeah. In case you're tuning in for the first time, this is a podcast where Steve and I have conversations from across the political aisle. And we try to converse with each other in uh, a way that is different from what we're used to hearing on the news or talk shows or, frankly, between friends. Uh, there, there's a better and a worse way to discuss these emotionally charged issues. And uh, we're not masters at it, but we're just trying to do the best we can and toss this different style of communicating into the mash yeah. uh, and in the hopes that As a species, we can get better at navigating these difficult conflicts that we have. Absolutely. And we need to
1: acknowledge that, hey, we're two guys talking about this. And so it is, um, some people might say this is pretty convenient that we're talking about this, that we have not been through abortions ourselves. We don't know exactly what that's like. Um, but we also want to try to approach this as empathetically as possible, um, with those people in mind who have been through that or are considering that. Um, and so we want to hopefully make this conversation something that gets people thinking, but is still life-giving.
0: Yeah. Well said. I like that. Right. Yeah. We're, we're two guys, um, talking about various issues on this podcast. And, uh, frankly, I am not an expert in abortion. I don't know that much about it. It it hasn't come up too much in my life. And, uh, I started off as a teenager who was very idealistically oriented and, uh, trying to li- live out the the gospels you know the the teachings of Christ as I learned about them in the Bible uh, from a very early age and with a really strong sense of uh, individual identity and so um, there's going to be huge swaths of this issue that I'm not the right person to be um, a spokesperson for it but my intention is to be authentic in, expressing what matters to me about this issue and to try to give voice as well as I can to the people who are in favor of allowing abortions, Uh, because I I am in favor of allowing abortions. But um, yeah, you might notice that there are some blind spots that Steve and I have, and we're owning that, and one of the things we'd love to do with this podcast in the future is to have guests on. So, maybe uh, as the podcast picks up some steam, and maybe some of you email us with your comments and questions, maybe you'll also email us and say, hey, I think I'd be a good uh, guest to have on your show to talk about abortion or any other issue.
1: Yeah, and we'd, we'd also like to invite feedback. So, if there are things that you feel we didn't cover well in this episode, um, please write us and let us know about that. Um, Give commentary, and and if you have some things that you really want to see uh, come up in a future episode, let us know. Thanks. So, how charged of an issue is this for you and I, Steve? Somewhat, uh, I think. Uh, I, I, You and I have talked a little bit about this in the past, and we found ourselves uh, in debate mode uh, yeah. with each other in the past, and, and that's certainly not what we're trying to accomplish here today. But um, we, we find ourselves on differing sides of this issue. And I think for, for good reasons. Um, and I think there are reasons why it's a charged issue in our society. Yeah. I also think that there are some some factors that have led to this being a charged issue, largely related to law. And as soon as you pass laws or you make something legal or illegal or you make it a right uh under um you know our our societal guidelines, um that becomes a big sweeping thing. Yeah. And that makes it more difficult to talk about in helpful and gracious ways.
0: God, I couldn't agree more. I feel that way about so many of these issues that we talk about on the podcast. Um, yeah, I, I would say for me and for people who are of similar minds about abortion, uh, it's the it's the laws that get us the most enraged and the most um, feeling on the defensive like we... We need to protect ourselves from um, someone who is going to force us to make decisions that um, that crosses a boundary for us because we see that as uh, we want it to be up to up to us to make this decision.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, I I am coming from the standpoint where I would hope that someone would never get an abortion if possible, and. Yet we, I would also recognize that there are times when people feel that because of their extremity or, or there's some issue related to having a baby that they don't feel like they can care for that child. But I would hope that there would be alternatives. I would hope um, that we could talk, and rather than making it about <clears throat> somebody's rights or what is the law, that we can talk about what is right for humanity? Like, like, what is a moral good? You know, what is healthy for people? Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know if this is jumping ahead in the conversation, mm-hmm. but um, that is my ideal for this and other things that we've talked about on the podcast is uh, to ease up on the lawmaking and make space for... For guidance and for arguments, yeah um, I, to me, this seems like a gray area. I think it's a complex philosophical question of where does when does life begin? And uh, I have I have empathy and uh, understanding for both sides of the argument here, and I think it would be easier if we were having this conversation um, in the public sphere, uh, in terms of what should we do as opposed to what are we going to force each other to do. Ah, yeah. Good and I uh, I get it why laws exist. Uh because that ideal that I just uh threw out there is an ideal. And how do we how do we want to move forward when people don't live by the ideal? Um so yeah, I, I have sympathy for why laws are made around this issue too. But I do know that that's what is uh, causing a lot of rage on both sides.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe it would be helpful without really getting into the debate back and forth, but at least to kind of talk about positions. Mm-hmm. And so, and why have we landed into the positions that we hold? Sure. And then maybe we could talk about um, what are we hoping for in. Dialogue. Yes. So, um, for me, when I think about abortion, to me, it's ending a life, and there are a number of factors then that that come into play. First of all, that God has created humanity, um, has uh, given us a mandate to procreate and to fill the earth, to cultivate it, to guard it, to guard other lives, and to convey a relationship with humanity. And abortion prevents that from being accomplished, at least with a life. And again, I want to be compassionate toward those who are at a place of extremity. At the same time, I would hope that they would also be looking at this as not just their own lives being affected, but another life that has been formed within them. And and Scripture talks about that from a standpoint of God forming that child within the womb, knowing who they are, giving that being a personality. And so there is at least... um. We can't know what is going to happen in every pregnancy and and you know there are still births there are miscarriages, things like that, but uh, there's at least the potential that this is going to be a viable person in the world who is going to interact with other people and they're going to do things with their lives into the world and we are preventing that from occurring and so i would I would personally plead with anybody considering an abortion and say there is something greater to think about than the here and the now and one's own uh life and trajectory um there's another person's life and trajectory to be thought of next i'll give one more thing and that is um the beginnings of planned parenthood at any rate um are problematic. And and Planned Parenthood just came out recently, and um, they acknowledged um, that where Margaret Sanger was starting with, you know, where she was coming from, was very problematic. So Margaret Sanger, uh, the, the originator of Planned Parenthood, uh, was involved with social Darwinism, uh, which was an atheistic movement that took Charles Darwin's um, um, thoughts on evolution and ran with it into how is society set up? Are there differences between different kinds of people? Um, and really this is, um, I think, the start of of when we really started using the terms race for people. And the idea of eugenics, which was associated with social Darwinism, was that some uh, types of people were more viable or, or more able or more uh, deserving of life than others. And um, and so, it really is a problematic thing. And so, Planned Parenthood, at least in part, started out with the idea of um, removing certain types of people out of society.
0: And, and you're saying that uh, people within Planned Parenthood are now uh, acknowledging that.
1: Right. Okay. And, and so many of them are taking a step back and saying, this is not who we're trying to be. Yeah. And so I don't want to be unfair in in coming about it. I just want people to understand that the things that started it off were things that we would say are really problematic. And from a Christian point of view, we can't be, a, you know, we just couldn't go there. And so um, there are things that we would be in opposition to as believers uh, to that organization and that idea about abortion. And so there are some things on my standpoint that just, it's sort of a no-go from the very beginning, um, if that makes sense. So that is where things can get charged. I, at the same time, want to be gracious to those who I understand are at a different point.
0: Yeah, thanks. Let me try to reflect some of the things I heard you say. Mm -hmm. So I definitely heard uh, a concern for life, Uh, the same concern that anyone would have for um, losing their own life or losing the life of somebody that they care about. Um, When you think about an abortion, that's what it is for you. It's a life being ended. And if we're going to be upset about any lives then these should be in the same category as far as you're concerned. So for that reason, you have the, um, it's a charged issue, just like the ending of a life is a charged issue for anyone. That's, uh, I I get very protective about the idea of ending a life myself. Yeah. Yeah, and so I know that also what I heard you say is you're, this ending of a life jeopardizes the very reason for, uh, Living and being human, and, and that's our relationship to God uh, and or our relationship to reality, that which is above us, which is greater than us, our source. And uh, it's in that category of things that um, really gets us on the wrong track and is, is a, a tragedy of the highest order. Yeah, I like
1: how you put that, a tragedy of the highest order. I think sometimes we we turn that around and we say things like a crime of the highest order or uh you know right. um <laughs> y- y- you know we make it somehow punitive and yeah. that's not how I mean that. I mean it's a tragedy. Uh the ending of a life is a tragedy. And um we can't help when when a life is ended naturally. Um but when it's ended unnaturally it's a tragedy.
0: Yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like more understanding for related to this issue? Yeah. uh,
1: I've talked to some women. uh, They tend to be on the more progressive side of things, and friends of mine um, who've said, well, as a a man, you should have no opinion in this. And um, I would just want to suggest that... uh, I understand that we're having conversations about things that are going on inside a woman's body. I get that. At the same time, um, reproduction takes two people. And not only are there two people involved in in the creation and destruction of a life there's also a societal repercussion. Um, These things, um, both the bringing a child into the world at a time when you're not ready for it, or the ending of a life has a societal ramification. Um, And so who we are as a nation, our souls, so to speak, um, are at stake as a whole nation and as a world, uh, as humanity and so uh it should be a broader conversation than just one person and their own body
0: yeah i hear that and so i think i uh i'm hearing you say that the the man's involvement a a man's involvement uh matters too and uh it has left you alienated to be told that because you're a man, you can't talk about this issue, Correct, and yeah. and it's not just about you, but it's about any man too who who might be involved in the creation of a new life.
1: Yeah, and and I can totally appreciate on the other side that you know somebody would say, well, I don't really, you know, I barely know you. Why are you telling me what to do with my body? You know, I, yeah. I get that argument back um but i think it's worth a broader conversation uh, as a nation as a world
0: um well yeah this this is something that i wanted to get to in this episode i i see that on both sides of this issue there are people being accused of things that are some of the worst things that can be done and uh we're we're all on the defense because of that and a lot of these things are straw man accusations, uh, to an extent, maybe to the fullest extent. And uh, that doesn't take the conversation anywhere. All it does is have uh, one side saying you you're not hearing what I'm saying because uh, you just accuse me of something that I I'm also opposed to. That goes against my values. And so what I see people uh, being accused of on the conservative side is. um that you want to control women's bodies. Mm-hmm. And uh, we come from, you know, millennia of patriarchy. So, sure, yeah, there are people who would like to control women's bodies, I'm sure. But that, uh, that doesn't describe my friends, including you, and some of my other conservative and or religious friends uh, who are opposed to abortion. Uh, when I think of Steve, I don't think of somebody who... Uh, wants to control women's bodies. That's not your agenda. And in fact, I've never heard you say anything else that falls into that category. Uh, Because to me, that would be a red flag. That would be something that I would bring up with my friend of like, hey, I don't get the idea that you really see women as equal. So that's a nasty thing to be accused of, um, especially if that is not what you actually want.
1: Yeah, really I I don't want to control people's bodies. I, I mean it I don't find that helpful. We'll just even put it that way. Like it's not just a matter of like um can or I can I or can I not control you? Mm-hmm. It it's not just a matter of that. It's a matter of why would I want to? Yeah. More along the lines of, can we have a good conversation? And can I encourage you or plead with you to see another side of this?
0: Yeah. 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 The fact is, that people like yourself who are oppo- opposed to abortion, you see that as the same as killing a baby who's born. Yeah. And uh, that's not, it's not about the women bodies who have the baby inside them, but you're looking out for the life that that child is.
1: Right. And and can I just say for, for our listeners, and people who might ever be considering an abortion, is there are so many people today who want to be parents and can't be, and would love to adopt a child. And if you just feel like you can't raise this child, there are those people who would love to take care of that baby and love them as their own, and uh, and would care for you in that process of walking through that process too.
0: Yeah. What? Anything else? Is there anything else that you w- would like to be heard about? Well, I just I th- I think
1: that's a large part of it. Is uh, so even people of faith generally. I mean, I I've met some people who are kind of angry conservatives so to speak and mm-hmm. and they they do say well you know it just should be outlawed it just should be and and you know it's just a principal thing for them and i get that and and i would share uh some of the basic principles that they're operating off of but as we've talked about in the past there's the matter and then there's the manner and Oftentimes, we can't accomplish our matter because of our manner. And so uh, I would just encourage my conservative friends, uh, those who might be listening to this who, who are just adamantly opposed to abortion, to just put yourself in another's shoes and, and have that empathy, that compassion for women who are struggling with a very
0: difficult decision. Yeah, thanks for saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as far as laws go, I'm okay with laws against murder. Uh, I think as human beings, I would love to get to the point where we don't use laws, but um, you know, if uh, if somebody I love was murdered, I would want the law coming to my uh, coming to help me account for that to to make sure that there was accountability. And so I, I think that it's just necessary to understand that that is where uh, your argument is coming from. Is that this is the same as murder, and if we're going to have laws against murder, then this is in the same category. Very much so, yeah. And
1: so I know that there's a political argument out there, you know, between two sides. One side, you know, we hear on the media, well, you know, abortion is murder and you know very cut and dry and people go well what do you mean by that and uh, well but you're you're doing a very good job of of understanding that what we're saying is it's the ending of a life and a potential future and uh their accomplishments into the world and that's being removed it's being robbed from this earth and so it is the same thing in in principle as murder, um, and and in I would say in reality to, to murder. So yeah, what? How about you, Marshall? I mean, you've asked me, you know, what would I like to be heard about? Yeah. How
0: about you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I am, I am somewhat apprehensive about having this conversation because I've never had a conversation about abortion with someone who was pro-life that I felt was actually in good faith. Hmm. And so uh, it just kind of often leaves me not sure where to go from there. And uh, what, what I've experienced in the past is uh, I'm I'm with a friend and we're in debate mode and we can actually be in debate debate mode at this moment. Um, well, ostensibly, that's like that's the idea is we both assume that we can be in debate mode at this moment, and then when I uh, try to throw out other uh, perspectives on the issue, or say, hey. In other areas of life, we make exceptions about this, or here's a way that this issue is complex. Most of my friends who I've talked to have, <laughs> it's, it's clear that they have uh, a conclusion that they're starting with, because when, I, when I've introduced an idea that they haven't thought of before, their response hasn't been to say, oh, let, let me think about that. It's to be, well, 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 no. Like, I can see that they're starting with their conclusion and they're trying to find a way to back it up. And uh, I understand if that boundary is there, but I don't want to play the game of debate if it's not really a debate. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what's been hard for me, is uh, uh, I, I would love to be on the same page and know that I was talking to someone who would be willing to change their opinion, given new information, or looking at the issue in a different way. And with the friends that I've talked about before, it's just clear that it's not that. And so that's actually led me to think that this issue of abortion, or this conflict over abortion, I'm not even sure it's really about the issue of abortion. And it's actually one that perplexes me, probably perplexes me more than any other conflict that, you know, pertains to people in my world. Um... The best that I've thought is that, uh, maybe some of my friends who are religious and opposed to abortion, they, they want to live their lives according to their religion. And this, uh, this is like, um, a major, what's the right word, uh, it's more than a taboo. It's a major a major transgression hmm. within their religion. And uh what the real issue might be is that they don't like to be put into a position where they have to choose between, you know, fighting or doing the serious transgression according to their religion. I don't know if that describes you, but uh I just know that I've found myself trapped in a Uh, a a useless debate so many times about this issue uh, that I guess I'd like to be heard uh, well here's one thing, I'd like to be heard uh, just like I was talking about how conservatives don't want to be accused of trying to control women's bodies you know, the people like you who who legitimately don't want to control anybody's body Mm -hmm. that's a nasty thing to be accused of and uh for my side a nasty thing to be accused of is uh being a murderer. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> oh, no that that's uh we should accept that one,
1: right? No. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. not that's, not
0: only being a murderer that's... but being someone who is willing to commit murder because it's convenient. Uh and beyond that someone who is uh, initiating the slippery slope down towards uh, genocide. You know, uh, if you're willing to abort a fetus, then you are on on the same trajectory as uh, leading towards Nazi death camps. Uh, so that's that's not where I come from. Um, I am a scrupulously moral person, and because of the ins and outs of this issue, I do find myself in favor of allowing abortion. And to me, it's not in the same category as a murder. Uh, Well, I think it's a really complex issue, and I'm not absolutely certain that it's different from a murder. I just have a strong hunch that uh, it is different from murder and that there's a good reason for allowing it. And I would like to be respected as someone who is scrupulously moral and at the same time has this viewpoint on abortion. Sure. And I'd like it to be known that I'm not in favor of murder. And, uh, you know, this trajectory down to genocide is what I've spent my whole life being afraid of and trying to discourage people from being on that trajectory you know when i think about what happened in world war ii i think that's about the the worst thing that i've ever heard of and uh it creeps me out that it happened at all and i'm not i'm not convinced that uh we're protected from doing that again right so i I have all these views at the same time i i think abortion should be allowed and i think we should try to make sure that we never commit genocide. And those two things coexist in me. Sure.
1: Are there are there any other things that you would like to be heard
0: mm-hmm. on? Hmm. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Well, what I'd love is to to be able to explore with you some of these complexities that have led me to think of it as something that should be allowed, abortion. And if that's not something that you can explore, uh, I would like to just have you acknowledge that, that I'm not I'm not willing to go there, because even if you can't explain it, maybe you just have a, a moral compass that says, regardless of what Marshall says, there's nothing that is going to change my mind. And so I'd rather just not discuss the positions, if that is how you feel. Uh, that's a good
1: question. Um I am totally open to having the discussion. I am totally open to hearing your perspectives on that, and I am actually curious. so, I, I would like to hear uh, how you see differences there. Um, I don't know that it will change my mind, or well, I'm how not, uh, open I am to being changed yeah. on that. I, I don't know. So, I didn't
0: mean to. Yeah, I didn't mean to pose the question in a way that made it seem like I would be disappointed if you didn't change your mind. But just uh to know that uh theoretically it might be possible, you know, if God came down and gave you <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> gave you some wisdom that said, Oh, here's what you're missing. Yeah. Some of my friends who are religiously opposed to abortion, I I don't even think they would change their minds if God said so. Hmm. <laughs> Or they would just not believe it was God who was talking to them. Uh, so, yeah, I I think you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. And since you said that, I mean, I'm cool with exploring it. Yeah, please do. And I might just opt to say, well, I don't think this is going anywhere if if I have that same experience that I've had with friends in the past.
1: Sure. So, as we said earlier on, our goal is not... Just to get into debate here, uh, you know, it's not to argue and to, you know, try to one up each other. And so, uh, I am. I want to hear your viewpoints. I really do care about how you think about this. I would hope that there that I'm the kind of person where good information sways me. Um, I just I have a very definite thought out moral reason for landing where I have. Yeah. So, um, but I'd love to hear from you. So please tell, tell me your perspectives.
0: Sure. Yeah. My perspective is, I don't know. It maybe doesn't lend itself to memes or sound bites or, um, or placards or anything like that. Um, part of where I'm coming from is that I'm not strongly persuaded by the arguments against abortion. So it's not that I have uh, such a um, a, a, a strong passion for the allowing of abortion, but it's that I'm not very persuaded by the arguments against it. And I am very persuaded by the number of women especially, who just say, I want to be the one who decides this. And when I've asked some friends about it and I've done thought experiments with myself, what what sways me is the feeling that, I just read this in an Atlantic article, uh, the way the writer put it was, to be a woman is to bear the entire consequence of sex. And so, especially with... Cases of rape. Uh, I, here, here's a woman who had no say in the matter, who was, who was forced into the pregnancy. And if we have laws that forbid her from having an abortion, then that woman and all women feel really vulnerable to this idea of, I might be going about my business and somebody forcibly impregnates me and now uh, I need to go through the entire pregnancy, and, uh, you know, you mentioned the adoption thing, but if the adoption thing wasn't an option, you know, what am I going to do with this child? Um, So I know, and and we're hearing this, you know, in the last half a decade, this is really coming out, um, just how much, like, men in power are shaping the lives of women, or they have been. And that's really important for me to move away from that. And I think, like, as we are navigating the messy waters of conservatives and progressives, of what are we going to do about this abortion issue, I I think it would help to have more um, acts of goodwill on the part of the anti-abortion crowd. Like, to really have an acknowledgement about this real part of... Women's lives, you know, feeling scared that a man is going to force a pregnancy on her somehow. And, like, can we have some checks and balances there to whatever it looks like? You know I'm not a big fan of punishment, but if we're going to have punishment, to say, okay, well, uh, we're really going to come down hard on the man who uh, forcibly creates this pregnancy through the rape. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard some brilliant feminist arguments about that, and I should have written them down, but I, I didn't think to this morning. Um, I've heard them in the past, but there are some... And and these are the kind of arguments that are not likely to be received well by anti-abortion people, but they are sort of the things of, like... Maybe you know some of them. You know, it's it's easier to get a gun or something than it is to have an abortion. And, it, like, the the restrictions that are put on women... Uh, there's not a, c- a commensurate restriction on men. And that's the that's the landscape that we're in that I, I really passionately want to change. So, how is it that I don't think of this as murder? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not absolutely sure. Um, it's a really interesting and uh, disturbing philosophical question. You know, what's the difference between having an abortion the day before a baby is born and killing the baby the day after. Uh, to me, this is a really gray area. But I've never heard anybody actually uh, take the, the thought experiment in the opposite direction. And so I'll do that right now. What, what is it that's bad about ending a life? I don't know if you and I can come up with some kind of definitive answer. There's lots of things that are bad about ending a life. But one of the things that's bad is that the life was already in process. It had relationships. Uh, it had the ability to, to not want to die, to, to have memories, to, to fear death, all of this kind of stuff. And uh, a fetus is not at that point especially with the memories. I mean, our memories don't start until, you know, a year or two after we're born, our long-term memories. And if you take the thought experiment farther, it's like, okay, so the the the, the fetus did not know that it was going to die. It didn't have any uh, works in progress in terms of relationships already made with, you know, uh, wanting to build a life or anything like that. And so... What's bad about that? Well, okay, we made a decision that led to this person not existing. But if you keep going, it, every day we make decisions that lead to a person not existing. And this is real. Uh, I've never talked with a friend who is opposed to abortion who who acknowledged this, but you know, every time I decide not to have sex with a woman... That is a real person, a real unique person who's not going to exist, who, uh, you know, they could be here right now with us at this podcast. They could have been our best friend. And that's the way that reality is. That person didn't get a chance to exist. And moreover, if I choose to have a child right now, that means that other children don't get a chance to exist, you know? Certainly, for the next nine months. Um, so, kind of the air we breathe is like this unrealized potential of people that could exist. And uh, given all of these things, for me, the the gray area of whether uh, a child in the womb is a person, and it's the same; it's as bad as murder to kill them. The gray area of that is outweighed by the less gray area of this huge part of who we are, half of us, women, saying, I want, the, I want the power to make this decision. And so I just like to give women that power. And I will acknowledge it's not all women who want that. There are plenty of women who are opposed to abortion. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, there's a lot in there. So what I'm I'm hearing a number of things from you. First, I, I hear that a, a big part of this is that society has been overtly patriarchal, yeah. and that they have limited women's rights, and so women have felt really um, unable to control their own bodies. And there's a biological aspect to that as well that, um, like in the case of rape, um, they were not able to prevent penetration and somebody did this to them. Yeah. And so can we have compassion with those people and understand the predicament that they're in? Um, I'm also hearing that... That there's always a constant potential for life or death at any point, and so why do we define one thing as life, death, or murder? Uh, what is it really that that gives that um meaning
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and and one more thing mm-hmm. um i what I want is for everyone to have a chance to agree to the pregnancy. And so if if the pregnancy happens uh, and you don't want it, I would like there to be a chance to terminate the pregnancy. And it might be the case that uh, for whatever reason, you didn't know you were pregnant for a while. And I would like there to be a chance for everyone to say, no, I I'm not going to go along with this pregnancy. And so for me uh that is i'm coming at that from a place of mercy that that is that is merciful to me to uh give flexibility to everyone and to make sure that the people who are getting born into this life uh are are born because they are wanted and into a situation where people want them so can i respond to a few of those things yeah
1: so i totally hear you when when we talk about wanting children to be wanted. You know, I just my thought back is that isn't the most important thing to the being itself. Everybody wants to be wanted, but if we are prevented from even being able to live a life or choose our own route or someday go off away from parents who don't want us into a different life that we build for ourselves, we're not even given that option. We're denying somebody a right,
0: right? Yeah, and I'm actually in agreement on that. Um, Both me and my partner were accidents, and I'm so glad that I'm alive. I'm glad to be here. I am, too. I, <laughs> yeah, I was, thanks. too. So my, well, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you are, but uh, but
1: I was, too, yeah. also. I mm-hmm. was a. Uh, an oops. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I'm very glad my parents chose to keep me as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that they viewed it any other way, but...
0: Uh, um, yeah. So, w- one way of making sure that we are not transgender Transgressing and um, impinging on the the very right to exist of a person is to say that life begins at conception. Yeah. But to me, since there is uh, a gray area for me as to whether that's the same, I I for me, what is a good blend is to say uh, life begins sometime after birth, and I'm not an expert. You know, like I know that there are plenty of. Progressives who say, "Well, we shouldn't have abortions after a certain amount of weeks," and I'm not, I'm not really arguing one way or the other with that because I don't know, but I would actually be okay with saying, uh, "Life begins after you are separated from your mother, where you the- theoretically could live without your mother's body," um, and that gives us a, a boundary where we're saying beyond this point, it's murder. But it also gives us um, um, leeway to say there, there are certain, certain situations where people don't want this pregnancy, and I'd like to give them that. Yeah, and I wouldn't.
1: <laughs> um, not to be flippant about it, but I, I mean, to me, that seems uh, like a relative argument. Um, so I've got children. And I think my 11-year-old can fend for herself. Um, My 9-year-old probably could at this point. I've got a 5-year-old that I'm not sure could. Uh, He couldn't make uh, right decisions on to eat this or to eat that or to, you know, this is safe, that's not safe. Um, And uh, if it weren't for mom and dad being there, he'd run into trouble and at some point likely lose his life. He's yeah. still in that stage where he absolutely needs parents to give guardrails right, and give direction. Honestly, just, it, it, then it's just a matter of relative, uh, relativity going back. Um, so at what stage is a child viable outside of the womb? Uh, well... Uh, Is that viable with doctor's aid, without doctor's aid, um, through natural birth, through unnatural birth? I I mean, we're in uncharted territories in some ways because only maybe 200 years ago, this wouldn't even be a conversation at all because um, you'd have to bring a child to term and deliver them and then decide whether you were going to keep it or not. Yeah. So just the fact that we're able to do cesarean sections, we're able to do abortions in utero, et cetera, et cetera, is all relatively new stuff. And so, you know, a lot of this comes down to whose rights. You know, in one case we would say, well, it's a mother's right, but at this point we're not really talking about mothering, are we? We're, we're actually talking about the opposite of choosing not to be a mother. And so is one person's choice sovereign over another person's existence?
0: Yeah, I see the relativity there. Yeah. Where I come from is that there's this continuum of gray area, and uh, I think all human beings, except for the most (laughs) severely far gone, think that there should be a, a line drawn somewhere. As to, it's not okay to kill a person after this point, or murder them. That's not to say that all uh, killing is murder, but say murder, to take their life without their consent, after a certain, uh, where do we draw the line there? And, and we, in
1: most places, even have laws that prevent somebody's life from
0: being taken, even if they want it. That's a whole other episode. Right. Uh But, yeah, so to limit it to just uh, taking a person's life without their consent, Mm -hmm. we all think that the line should be drawn somewhere. And to me, I would draw it somewhere after conception to allow for uh, women especially to know that it's their decision, to feel like they're the ones who get to make this choice, and uh, to give human beings more leeway uh, because, you know, I can be sad about the the child who doesn't get to exist. But I can also be sad about the child who doesn't get to exist because I didn't have sex at a time when I might have had sex. And, and that's that's a potential, you know, an mm-hmm.
1: argument for potential. Um, but before the two cells have come together, there is no existence. I mean, you you've got... Male cells, sperm cells, you've got female egg cells. Mm -hmm. And they have a life cycle of their own. They live and they die. They have potential within them that when they're brought together can create a new life. Yeah. And we would say immediately that there's cell division that happens pretty much instantaneously. And then division and division. But that is the... That is life that is the movement forward on a new entity that is no longer sperm cell or egg cell, but something brand new yep and so we can talk sentience and and we can debate when sentience begins and but I think that's again a relative argument,
0: and by the way, I own that I make relative arguments yeah. i uh when I was starting to be interested in Christianity beyond the Bible and reading other authors when I was younger, uh, I, I got this idea that, uh, like, moral relativism was something that, probably C.S. Lewis, you know, had a problem with that, it, talking about moral relativism. I, I was opposed to moral relativism because of the things I was reading, but some of my friends who were not Christian— had asked me, like, well, why is relativism bad? And that was one of the few things that I didn't have a good answer for when I was younger. And later I came to find out there was a pretty good argument against moral relativism, where it's self-defeating, because if you if you believe in moral relativism, well, can you be relative about that? But uh, <laughs> those those meta-level arguments, I think, are really relevant— but they also apply the other way. Like, we we just don't know. And that's a part of being a human being, is, uh, is that we don't have access to the absolute. And my life has been enriched by thinking, I actually don't see a problem with being relativistic. It, it actually helps me to say, in this situation, what do I think is good and what mm-hmm. do I think is bad? So I'm an advocate for it. And I was trying to say that in a way that, didn't bring you into it or, you know, sure. try to influence what you think. But I'm just, uh, to me, that's okay that I'm making a relativistic argument.
1: It's just if we are to to find any kind of determination over where we should have a law drawn, I think then it it's it's hard to make that argument we we have to have something that's pretty clear and where do we find that clear line um and i think that's part of the charged yeah aspect mm-hmm. of this when it comes to legality yeah and again why i think maybe legality is not the place to start yeah but really more along the lines of i mean an argument back would be um why have sex like sexuality leads to procreation like it's designed for that it, right it's uniquely designed you know we may not like the word design but we
0: have to try really hard to not get pregnant <laughs> right
1: yeah so I mean uh, the reality of sexuality um, of, of you know male female coming together um, Ejaculation, it leads to generally, I mean, unless it's specific times of the month or whatever, leads to fertilization. And that's what it's made to do. And that's how we're here, every one of us. Yeah. And so, we've divorced sexuality from the potential, at least, of pregnancy. Yeah. I, I'm i not just, like, 100% opposed to that. So maybe I'd make some relative arguments in there, too. Like, um, you know, my wife and I have taken, um, you know, steps to prevent further pregnancies. Not because we dislike children, but, you know, she had a hard time with the last pregnancy, and another pregnancy might kill her. And so we took steps. Um we're so glad we have our children. And so some people would see a problem even in that. Yeah. Um, however, I mean, the idea is sexuality leads to children. If that's not something that somebody could risk, should there be sex happening in the
0: first place? I think so. I I think that's one of the benefits of the modern era, is to be able to have sex for uh, fun or connection, bonding, enjoyment, uh, and not necessarily for procreation.
1: Yeah, and and so my viewpoint is that that God has designed it for enjoyment and and connection and bonding and all of those things and procreation that. The bonding and the enjoyment actually leads to something beautiful and fruitful. Uh, it bears fruit, and that fruit is a new life. And it's procreation. creation it's creation after ourselves.
0: And, yeah, well, I mean, you know, I guess the difference between your point and my point is uh, mine just allows for that in more contexts. Because you already said in your context that you've gotten to a point where you're going to prevent pregnancies. And I think right. you mean that you're still going to have sex, but yeah. you are going to prevent pregnancies. Right. And so, for you, that's, that's the appropriate context for making that choice. Mm-hmm. And for me, there are more appropriate contexts mm-hmm. for making that choice. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we've... Uh, I don't feel terrible about this
1: conversation. No, me either. I, know I think this is going pretty well. So, are there any other things that you would like to cover in this conversation about abortion?
0: Well, I don't know if we can cover it quickly, but, I mean, we can live in a world where people have different ideas about abortion, but the, the conflict is happening over the laws. And, um, I don't know, what would we do if you and I were in charge of making these laws? Scary thought. It scares me less than the people who are currently in charge of making the laws. (laughs) That's because it's them, right? (laughs) Right. What if we were
1: them? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I got to say, I I don't have the personality where I enjoy the idea of forcing other people to do what I want them to do. Same here. That's why we would be
0: an improvement, I think, on Uh some of these lawmakers.
1: And I suppose that lawmaking when it's done well, is supposed to be about the will of the people and uh, enacting that and uh, protecting that. Yeah. And, But we have a lot of people who have very differing ideas.
0: Yeah. I understand the complexities here because Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just about lifestyles. Mm -hmm. For half of the people who are uh, involved in this conflict— they really are trying to look out for the rights of someone who can't advocate for themselves. Man, I, I would love it if there were a way to move forward and still be passionate about these issues without having the laws because uh, I, don't, I don't want the laws. I, I don't want people to be forced uh, under threat of punishment to not have abortions. Yeah, I think that
1: puts a lot of trust in people and... Sometimes that's merited, and sometimes it isn't. Um,
0: to have those laws, you're saying? Well, to
1: trust, put trust in people.
0: Oh, to make the decision right for yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: we see a lot of people who you know are, are dishonest, or they uh, cut corners, or they you know don't take care of other people in the way that they do things. Yeah. You and I'd like to think I try to be conscientious people and. Um, we try to think about the other person first before we make a decision, um, sometimes to the point where we kind of find ourselves a little paralyzed. I think I see that in both of us sure um,
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but
1: uh, um, not everybody operates that way
0: yeah well i mean that's that 's an episode right there in a you know i 'm a mediator, and when I mediate between. Neighbors who have uh, a noise complaint or something, we allow two hours for that. (laughs) And so you and I have spoken for one hour about one of the most complicated and divisive issues. So uh, it's not like we expected to resolve it at the end of it. But I'm pretty happy with the uh, groundwork that we laid in terms of uh, listening to each other and making space for each other's needs. So anyone who's been listening to this, uh, maybe you saw something fruitful in how we did this, and maybe you can bring that to uh, a different setting that uh, maybe involves different people, involves some women, some people who have had abortions. Um, And on top of that, like we said, we want to have guests on in the future. So maybe we'll do another roundtable-style episode with uh, guests around this issue If you'd like to be a guest, you can reach out to us. Uh, At the time of this podcast episode, I'm still using my uh, email address that's not necessarily related to this podcast, but you can send questions to both of us at askmarshallb at gmail. And we also have a crowdfund. We have a Patreon for this uh, In Goodwill podcast that we're doing. And if you'd like to support us, once we get a certain amount of support... That will give us more bandwidth to expand the program, to including guests. And uh, what I'd like to see in the future is some role plays between you and I, Steve, where we try to do some research as to what are people talking about uh, in terms of making laws right now? What are the laws and what do people want them to be? Mm -hmm. And we could try role playing to see what it would look like if you and I came to each other with goodwill And our preferred strategies. And would it look any different than it does in uh, Congress? No. If we came to it starting from the place of needs rather than positions.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really interesting point. I like that, and that might even be something that we could come back to this particular topic in the future with that in mind. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, in summation, I think both of us are talking about protecting people's abilities and rights. Yeah, um, and and in the sense, personal sovereignty. Yeah, and I, I just think our lines are drawn at different places on the protection of that sovereignty. Yeah. And so we're weighing between, um, uh, you know, uh, a, a person who's already grown and the person that's growing inside them. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and that is a hard thing to weigh on, but, uh, yeah. but I'm really thankful for this conversation and, um, And yeah, I I hope people will take a listen, and if you guys have any questions for us, or you really feel like something should have been mentioned, and and we failed to do so, uh, or just didn't take something into mind, uh, we'd like to hear about it.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for listening. See you next episode.